me down. Energy! No one tricks the clock! Oh! Hello there. Hello there, and welcome back to the break room. This is our daily live show that keeps you updated on all the nerdy news that you need to know. Coming up on the show today, baloney on a big Star Wars story event. Possibly. Quentin Tarantino's last movie. I doubt it. DC Thursday. That's right. We've got a lot of DC news, including talking about the big announcement from yesterday that our good buddy James Gunn will officially be directing. Uh, Superman Legacy. Friend of the show. Friend, friend of the show, friend yeah. of the channel. Uh, I'm Brandon Beck. Who cares? Across the, the bench today, we got Koi Jandro. Oh. Day early for St. Patrick's Day, but ready to rep <laughs> the Irish and Berserker available this week. When Irish eyes are smiling. Next to Koi insulting the entire Why Emerald Isle of Ireland, Irish. we got John Costa. I am Irish. Hard to be racist to yourself. Are you on the show tomorrow? Yeah. Good. No, to be fun. Oh, good. come on. Great, great. Uh, and next to both of these gentlemen, we got Jessica Clemens. I don't celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Oh, but really? I do love snakes. Yeah, I was going to say, you're pro okay, snake. Well, yeah, bring the snakes. Pro snake. <laughs> bring the snakes into LA. Pro snake. Well, <laughs> well, we got a lot of snake news to get to today. But first, we want to remind you to check out nerdriot.shop. You can grab all the latest and greatest New Rockstars merch. You can get a little. Labeled new Rockstars merch. There's some secret new new Rockstars merch coming with special fonts. You may have uh, seen some people wearing uh, some new Rockstars gear in the in the Barbie font. Possibly. I love my Barbie crop top. I wear it all the time. It smells now. Is that Uh, that one new? the one you're wearing, is that new? It's new Doesn't it feel like a Superman? I like it. It's got a little... Well, it's got a little only because he's right? doing this. Maybe that's that why. Uh, 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 you can also check out all of our awesome Mando merch. <laughs> uh, the Way Collection, if you will. Uh, of course, Mandalorian's going on right now. Love it. Loving how a show... It's showing how awful the Rebels are, which I really appreciate about that show. Um, <laughs> are we tangenting on... No, Mando? I'm doing a merch spot. Stop interrupting me. Uh, and if you we'll get, get any of that Mando merch, you can purchase a special shout-out that will appear on our Wookiee League show. Special break room Wookiee Leaks. Uh, it's our Mandalorian after show. It comes out on Wednesdays. Check out all of our merch options. Pick up that Mando merch. NerdRiot.shop. Don't miss it. John, Here's give us tip. some headlines. Here's a tip. Oh, okay. Here's a tip. No, Evan. I said it. I Evan. said it. Here's a tip to getting your shout-out read on the show because I am the person who decides. Oh, okay. Make it interesting. This is do nepotism. a theory. Do something cool. Oh, okay. Don't do like a happy birthday, Jennifer. What um, if I want to celebrate Jennifer's birthday? I don't care about Jennifer. Oh, my I care gosh. about Cad Bane or something. What if they do theory, birthday, theory? They little turn Ooh, up. Yeah. Okay. What if they sneak right, we'll in, in the middle there? We'll my theory we'll is that it's Jennifer's birthday. Okay, happy birthday, Jennifer. Uh, it's time for the headlines. We already ran the graphic. Too bad I'm in control. Hey, um, I don't know if you guys know this. The head writer of Loki, his name is Michael Waldron. Mm. He also wrote a little movie called The Multiverse of Madness. Um, He renewed his overall deal with Disney and Marvel. They have an overall deal for those who are not in the know. Is basically the studio saying, like, if you ever have any idea, we want to hear it first. And if we don't like it, too bad. Um, That's basically what it is. They have something called a first look deal, which is similar, which means, like, hey, if you have a great idea, we want to hear it first. And if we don't like it, you can go somewhere else and try to sell it there an overall deal costs more money I thought a first look deal was when uh, you put on a special new outfit and you show it and they're like and someone's there taking pictures and you're both crying that's (laughs) a first look deal right so that's a wedding that was your wedding (laughs) oh Oh, Uh, he's also uh, launching like a production company uh, along with this new new deal um 
which you know I, I seems slightly unrelated because it's not like he's going to be producing the new Avengers movie, but he is working on Avengers: Secret Wars. Probably going to be working on. I don't know, season three of Loki or something in the future, right? If, if he's re-upped his deal. Well, and if, if they do what we all hope they do and keep doing more of these little special presentations, right? They don't got to commit sure. to a whole movie. Mm-hmm. They don't got to commit to 18 episodes of a series. But like, hey, you got a great idea for a little one-shot, one-hour movie. Oh. Anomaly Pictures, your new little company, they can make it under the Marvel umbrella. What if Let's we just get a bunch of special presentations for different Kang variants? That'd be fun. Yeah. I'd watch that in a yeah. heartbeat. Just Jonathan Majors every quarter. Yeah. Hey, Quentin Tarantino, mm. the famously pro-Marvel director, mm. is readying his next and possibly final movie. Mm. He's done nine. He says he's ending at ten. Right. This will be the tenth. Tentatively titled The Film Critic, no one knows what's happening except for that it's set in the 1970s in Los Angeles. And there's a female lead. Okay. Okay, all right. There's going to be a lot of feet in this movie. Yep, guaranteed okay. feet. Come she on. will show her um, feet at least. We all saw on... the Twitter jokes. It's been done. Okay, sorry. I don't have a Twitter. Based on the limited uh, you know, knowledge that we have of this film, people are speculating it's going to be about the film critic Pauline Kale. I love it. Great. Um, she was a writer for a bunch of magazines, but most famously The New Yorker. Um, Roger Ebert was like a said that she's super seminal and groundbreaking. Um, people probably know who Roger Ebert is. Um, yeah. And um, she was sort of like famous for like being quippy and witty and Tarantino dialogue y mm. and, um, and like having like kind of sour takes, being like she, she panned. Uh, Midnight Cowboy, and she said Badlands, which is one of my favorite movies, was like a piece of garbage. Um, so I'm excited for this movie. Interesting. Yeah. Now you said it, this is possibly Tarantino's last film. What, for the folks at home who may not know, what makes you say that? I thought I explained it, but I'll do it again. Uh, Tarantino has a theory that like film directors go bad okay. after a certain age, and he sort of like put a cap on his own career at ten movies so that he didn't like make a bunch of garbage into his seventies and eighties, which just feels like a shot at like Steven it Spielberg does go or something. Tough. I don't it's know. It's also funny because I can name at least Coppola. two of his bad movies, so he kind of wasted. Well, it feels like something you say in your thirties when you're like, "No, I'll right, never get to right, that tenth right. movie." Now, here's the thing, right? Like. Yeah. That doesn't. That means films, right? right? He has he originally when the Hateful Eight script got leaked, he was like, okay, I'm just gonna make it a stage play. He ended up making that a, a, into a movie, but like, you know, he novelizes most. He he writes his scripts in yeah. longhand, so it's possible he'll start writing novels or do series on television. You know what? Have or like you. a true romance where he writes it, someone else sure, directs yeah. it. He doesn't count that as one of his yeah. ten. Right. Does he count? I'm sure he's gonna produce so much stuff still, especially for like horror people. Can't imagine he'd sure. sit idle like that man. No, is he's, no, he's not gonna want to stop. Right? He he's gonna make an eleventh movie. Does he? Does uh, Death Proof count as no. one of the movies? I don't think it does. Doesn't it? it wasn't him. He produced it. No, he directed, no, he directed, directed, directed it. But he Rodriguez it. directed it. It was written Planet by Terror. someone else. I'm sorry. I, Planet Terror was Rodriguez. He was yeah. Death Proof, but he did his own. Death and that's Proof. like. And they've minutes. released. They've released Death Proof as a longer cut as a standalone. By itself, but I don't okay. think he puts in his ten. I, I don't know. What if he just says, "Hey, uh, in 15 years, when I want to do another movie, right. those Kill Bill movies were just one long one that I had split. so many. So he'll, he'll find a way to like work around. Hateful Eight was a show. You just put it out as a movie. Then I released it as four hours. Yeah. From dawn till dusk, he wrote. Also was in, but Rodriguez. Rodriguez, sure. Robert Rodriguez directed that one, so Those it doesn't are... count. April 8 was his eighth film, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very so, I, I mean, I could definitely see him deciding in 10 years, like, oh, I said it about people in their 60s, now I'm 75. Like, he could semantically get back in. Or like, I'm tired of all these bad movies. Also, or, he was I mean, writing about someone what? that's got you hot takes. fucking do, because this is so Hollywood. 
He'll just direct under a pseudonym, right? Ooh. Alan Smithy? Oh, yeah, yeah he doesn't like care about no, the I mean, Alan anymore. Smithy's probably not the right name. But, but that's something he would do where it's like playing into the past. The best Alan Smithy movie yeah, yeah, ever. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, Alan Smithy is like a, a pseudonym that some directors will use if they've like abandoned a project or think <laughs> or it's so bad they don't want to put their name on it. Yeah. Um, okay, moving right along. Uh, we were just talking about The Mandalorian. Dave Filoni, who's sort of the creator of, of The Mandalorian, among um, other Star Wars shows like Clone Wars and Rebels, um, has kind of given some teases about the future of that show and that kind of like ecosystem okay. of the Star Wars universe. He said, um, we're really building very slowly an ecosystem... Okay, I guess he stole my word. Of I think he stole his and word. Politics and events in the post-Return of the Jedi time mm. period. And then he said, I think that the reality of there being like a big event in this time period is very real. Um, so, you know, we, we all saw the sequel trilogy. They didn't have any kind of like references to... Something. A big event, yeah. although we know that, like, obviously the First Order is in full force when those movies start. We kind of saw cracks in the rebellion uh, in this most recent episode right. of The Mandalorian. So, you know, it's possible that there will be some kind of, like, a, a rebellion to the rebellion mm-hmm. or something, you know? Well, and there's there was before, like, The Force Awakens came out, came out. And post that, there was a lot of novelizations that Disney yeah, slash Star Wars officially put out explaining, like, how Kylo Ren became who he was, where the Knights of Ren came from. Still waiting that for all the Knights of Ren resolution. My, one of my favorite parts of the sequel trilogy. Yeah, and obviously we, we never saw Grogu in the, mm, the yeah. sequel but you trilogy. Have to we never saw still... Mando or anything. So, like, what, what happened to them? What is Grogu, like, 70 in the... Yeah, right, he's not that old. He's still yeah. a baby. Yeah, I think he's saying curse words by... I think that like some of the books they wrote that were retroactively made canon or left canon might be utilized. Like Splinter in the Mind's Eye is beloved and there's certain things that might be like utilized here with what he's describing. But I also think that inevitably we might get an episode 10. I think like inevitably they might just continue on with the same like... They've kind of indicated that then they want to get away from the Skywalkers with movies. I think they should. They want to start a whole new thing. Uh, But then there was this story about... Lindelof using characters from the sequel trilogy. Yeah, that story was odd, where it was like, we're going to take pieces of it again. But I, I, I Look, here's the thing. I think that the sequel trilogy will age better than people expect, similar to how the, the prequels, prequel trilogies yeah. age. And I think, like, what Filoni and Favreau are doing in this season of The Mandalorian is, like, a little bit of, like, sweeping up and filling in some backstory that we didn't get because those movies are about a few characters. And I think that will help. And I think it'll get people excited about those sequel movies the Star Wars contingent is like hard to please and, and no. there are a lot of problems with those movies. No. But there are some good things in there and I think that like they have an opportunity to continue what they started with the prequel trilogy of sort of like filling in the gaps and giving people ways to appreciate those movies. And I think they'll do that. I think they should trilogy. learn from Marvel where they like retroactively make things important. Thor The Dark World is now a good movie? I don't know. Well, like even Age of Ultron was like five <laughs> scripts that all got smushed right. together and then they were like, that scene's leading to this. Like you can retroactively add importance to things. So I, I think mean, that they can do it. The and I'm trilogy. the first one to be like, oh, I'm sick of seeing Stormtroopers. I'm sick of seeing TIE Fighters, blah, 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 blah. I love Andor because it was just people doing their jobs. But I will say, in the most recent episode of Mandalorian, when they're flying around and the ties show up and they're flying and they're shooting lasers, I'm like, okay. Jumping I, out I, do, I still like this. So I still funny. like this. The sound design comes on. You hear like oh. any of those things. You're like, oh my God, I can't again. So I, you can't leave that behind all the way. I love it. What do you think? 
I don't know now. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was mean to me. That was mean to me. Clay, I have a question for you yes. now. I don't know if people saw this on Twitter this weekend. Dun, dun, dun. Or, or this week. Zack Snyder is back, baby. He <laughs> He's off Vero. He's back he, on Twitter. Well, but then Vero replied to the... Th anyways, um, he tweeted this, like, incoming transmission right. from Darkseid telling us to save a date for April 28th, 29th, and 30th. And then the hashtag is full circle. Um, this doesn't seem connected with the DCU. Sure. I imagine James Gunn probably scrolling Twitter in the morning. Uh, yeah, did a little <laughs> bit of that. Um, what is this? What is this? I think, okay, when it was just the transmission before they gave the dates, I thought, well, Ray Porter is in the Rebel Moon. Maybe it's just Darkseid has a transmission and it's the actor. Like, my very first thought was, like, maybe Darkseid is going to talk about Rebel Moon because they're going to start promoting the movie that I'm very excited for. I think his Star Wars is going to be great, but I'm excited for those IP to start to flourish. Instead, then the next day, they released yep. a 28, 29, and 30 with a picture of Henry Cavill as Superman with dates over it. And then the full circle gives me the theory of you've got Man of Steel into BVS into Justice League, but they've never all been aired together because you don't have the Snyder Cut with the theatrical release. Maybe they're doing a festival, a three-day, finally releasing oh. all of them and showing them. Because Snyder Cut's never had its but, time in theatrical. I think maybe it's just maybe getting a release. It, it must. It can't be anything too much. I don't think it's anything Why new. Why would yeah. Warner Brothers do that? Because they need money. They it's all profit. They have Shazam coming out. Maybe they're tracking is Shazam. This, so, so Shazam, which I enjoyed very much, is not doing what I think they need it to to buoy any hope in the two years that follow. Whereas the Snyder movies are done, so it's all profit. Like you've already made the money that you needed to make for that to be whatever. So why not get like you know the profit out? The only thing that's messy is it literally is like, hey, we're doing this new thing, but look over here. Like could with this, the old thing. Could this somehow be related to Jessica's favorite movie, Sucker Punch? Is this like a sequel to Sucker Punch the that he shot in his backyard? Which was, does I mean, that seems like some thing Snyder would do, right? And it has, for some reason, Henry Cavill in it. Yeah, I would could, love Henry Cavill to take Oscar Isaac's part. Go ahead, do it. I love Sucker Punch. I mean, it would be interesting if, if this is... It. I'm so she disgusting. I don't know <laughs> so why. Disgusting. I don't know why. I have no... You, if you don't like Sucker Punch, I completely understand. I don't know why I love it so much. I think it's a Guardians of Gahul sequel. We're getting the owls back, you guys. Oh, baby. They're, they're bringing back Zack Snyder's CGI owls like everyone wants. I mean, it would be interesting if like Warner Brothers just under the table is like, go do this thing. We'll let you use the IP, but we're not going to promote it at all. Not with the Snyder cut, right? But, but they, well, I, I think, do they regret it? I don't know. That was reported. What's interesting? So who knows if that's true? I guess to Koi's point, maybe they are just doing a re-release of the Snyder cut because I, I was at the gym the other day and I was like, oh, this isn't the Snyder cut. This is you can tell. Yeah, you can tell. I was like, this is Joss's, yeah. and then I was like, are they not premiering? Zack Snyder's anywhere and that it's never been because, in theaters and yeah. it's four hours long so you'd need to make yeah, it an event yeah. because there's so no way a theater's gonna want a four hour no, movie taking, up, gonna, taking up space so if you make yeah. it an event and you make it full circle and have and all three of them and then that's yeah. a, an eventized thing the the craziest thing the, the, the half a percent likelihood is what if everyone complaining and saying give the rights back to Netflix what if he's announcing something he's doing for Netflix mm. that is a long thing like Snyder Cut but that's gonna be a Warner Brothers IP on Netflix because they just outsourced the Batman show to Amazon right. so they're clearly oh, trying okay. to it's half a percent likely it's not happening could <laughs> he do, could he I'm still saying do that's like, the only thing maybe new or if he's doing a re-release and he, for some reason he shows up and he's there for Q&A's Cavill? He, yeah, no, no <laughs> 
Zack Snyder. It's the photo Is of Zack Snyder allowed? Yeah, but I'm just like, maybe Snyder's trying to talk more about things that he doesn't need to be talking about. I think he just wants press leading up to Rebel Moon, which is smart. Yeah. I just think that this is a very dangerous thing for Warner Brothers to do if they're trying to build support for the new world. I think it's a, he's releasing a dark side coin. Crypto, baby. Oh. Look out. For three days only. Look out. Three oh, days. Would you, would you buy it? Honestly, Get your dark I'm side sad. tokens. Get your dark <laughs> side tokens. Now I think that's the most plausible. Yeah. Flip, flip. This is oh, a, man. It's either an NFT or a crypto coin. Oh, I hope it's an it's NFT. It's like QVC. They're just like, and if you call in the next 20 yeah, minutes, yeah. you get this exclusive Martha Kent card. Or maybe it's like a weird <laughs> And it's you dialing it. Why, why did you say that name? Martha! <laughs> <laughs> I like that serious. This uh, could, it could be like a live stage reading of like another DC. What if they do the final Snyder no, movie yeah. as a live stage reading? No, the they final, get Henry Cavill to come. Because, well, yeah. right, cute. like, it, it seems like the DCEU is not going to get a satisfying cap. No. Right? So maybe Snyder is like, no cap. <laughs> screw Flash, <laughs> screw Aquaman 2. Um, here's my ending. And what's weird is it's after Shazam, before Blue Beetle. Yeah. And those characters oh, and Blue are, Beetle, and Blue Beetle's coming out. Yeah. And like, those characters are in his world. And his last script, like, I've read and heard some of it, and it doesn't tie into any of the things we've seen since. Like, Batman has a baby with Lois. Like, there's crazy stuff that happens. And like, none of it ties into the things they built. They did. That's the. Age of Ultron cut. But, like, Quite. there's some weird stuff that I don't think would work in the way they've led the Snyder world since. Yeah. Koi, you've seen Shazam, and I don't want to spoil anything for Shazam 2. Yes. But it takes place after the events of Justice League, we, ass yes. we assume. And Do it, it does, and Shazam is more, like, tied in in the trailer. You can even see him talking about the other heroes. So right. it, it is, the first one is uniquely separate in a way sure, that I sure. thought they were going to, like, Ooh. He's in Philadelphia, not, like, a fake right. DC city. He's in and, a real and they city. reference the <laughs> heroes of Snyder's yeah. world that, sure. as they do in the trailer, like, he references Flash. That isn't gone. Right. So, like, this movie feels more tied to the DCEU than the first Because movie. the DCEU officially uses Whedon's cut of Justice League. Yes. Which leaves the world in a pretty normal place, and most people don't know what happened. It's not like Endgame, where like the whole world knows mm -hmm. that like, this thing happened, yeah. and we lost people for five years, and they came back. The way Justice League, and I'm trying to remember uh, Whedon's version ended, the world's just kind of put back in a normal place, and everyone's cool, Yeah, right? Is that not true of the Snyder Cut? The, all the stuff at the end is just like a vision of the future, I guess it's right? just a bit. Yeah, I, I think the, I was the Snyder really Cut is the, the civilians are not aware of okay. the, the apocalypse to come. Okay. Because, like, otherwise... Everything the, got put back into place, and they don't yeah. know. I love this discussion that we should have had three years ago. Uh, I want to move us <laughs> on to... <laughs> coming up. We're still in the headlines, um, folks. Hey, Frank Grillo, uh, a great actor... Had sort of teased some, some some possibility that yes, Crossbones in the MCU, RIP. Um, had teased some sort of like upcoming stuff he might do in the DCEU. No one confirmed it. He was just like, "This will be fun." Smart. And Shoot your shot, my of, guy. He he's now teasing other people. Okay? Oh, okay. Hi, right, Frank. Calm down. Um, he shared a headline uh, from ComicBook.com on Twitter, and um, that like hypothesized that Ron Perlman could be joining the DCEU. And he he said, "Me and my guy Perlman did a little film together a while back." Could this be two? As in, like, could this be the second movie that we do mm. together? Um, people are thinking maybe it's just Creature Commandos. No. I mean, that wouldn't be a film. That's a series, but... But Gunn did say that everyone that's voicing will have Good the point. opportunity for live action. So this could be using Creature Commandos to cast people, and then we'd see them sprinkled in throughout. I mean, and Perlman as uh, Frankenstein. Pretty great. Is a, pretty good. He already is. Could they bring Perlman uh, right back as, like, Hellboy? I, I, mean, hope they would. I hope they never do. But did uh, Dark Horse get subsumed by... I don't think officially. DC? I think there was talks. Because I know separate? 
Yeah, because Malibu got consumed by Marvel, but I think Dark Horse is still separately. It's you out there, thing. Dark Horse? Dark Horse calls. Let us know in the chat, Dark yeah. Horse. But I think Grillo, is, like like you said, no one confirmed it. His son then reshared it, and then he shared his son's tweet. And then this is him sharing an article of, of the things. I think Frank Grillo like is a guy that, like a man on the edge that just does what he wants. Oh, yeah, and, like, baby. I think the things are true. I just think that his PR team's this, like... This sounds like a Redbox special right here. Check it out, your local Redbox oh, no. any day I'm now. Hey, so bad, so bad. Uh, we did get a super chat from Curtis Mason. This maybe some hot tip, hot news. I don't know, a little speculation. Uh, he, Curtis saying, Kevin Smith has mentioned on Batman Beyond that Snyder might be playing the Snyder Cut at Smod Castle Cinemas. Perhaps that's the announcement. Seems like a big announcement for something small. So, like so regional? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. they, could they do one of those weird things where now where you, you can go see like an opera in the movies oh, or the something? Oh, the fandom like, events. Yeah, because yeah. Kevin's Theater is really events. special. Like they're doing like screenings with directors sure. pretty much every weekend. They're doing all these things, but it always feels like it's supposed to be special to that world. Yeah. Like I don't want, like I think Smod Castle should stay unique to people in that room. Right. Uh, so I think this is going to be maybe like an AMC thing like we'll or, or something that's big. My we'll big see. question is why are there so many fake castles in LA? Wow. Someone tell me. They they tore, they tore down the real castles uh, and hey, they put up a parking yeah, lot. all the castles in, uh, in LA. Hey, Trashbag also sent in a super chat that said, what is WikiLeaks? Uh, just getting into Star Wars just Wookie finished. Leagues. Well, you know, I was just trying to be helpful. <laughs> we might have mispronounced um, it. <laughs> just finished Andor and loved it. Apologies to Andor for not watching it sooner. Apologies I, to Andor. Uh, yeah. My biggest confession is that I still have not finished Andor. I, I, what I, a confession. I have one final episode to watch. One um, way out. Is, is uh, our Wednesday episode of The Break Room mm-hmm. that covers uh, The Mandalorian. Right. Uh, this episode of The Mandalorian was so good. It was a little Andory. Um, I had a blast. I think this is my favorite season of Mandalorian so far. So if you haven't started, um, Definitely a hot watch season. it. Come join us on Wednesdays. Um, <laughs> it's a hot season. Don't laugh at that. It's been great. <laughs> the way you said it. It's a hot season. So they've already gone to Tatooine once. You MFers, stay off of Tatooine. <laughs> We've seen enough. But it was for Pelimoto, uh, and you can go see Pelimoto anytime you want. Come on, Pelimoto, ah, make her the emperor. I That's would like to saying. see her with the biker gang. <laughs> I was afraid how that sentence was about to end. I want a Star Wars Christmas special that is a sequel to the one with all the Ewoks with a bunch of Babu freaks. Oh yeah, like Babu I want freaks. That's my Babu freaks in the chat. Hey. Think about all those Babu freaks having <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Mary Lee. Uh, <laughs> well, we want to get into our big discussion today. Uh, we were doing WikiLeaks yesterday, so we didn't get to talk about it. But we have our first announced release date for the DCU. James Gunn. Please clap. Uh, please, clap. please clap. James Gunn announced that he will be directing Superman Legacy. And it'll bow into theaters on July 11th, 2025. What is this, variety? 7-Eleven, that's the same day that you get free Oh, get a free Slurpee. Get a Slurpee and go to the cinema. Uh, Two years from now, mark your Google calendars if the world doesn't burn up or drown from the melting ice caps. Uh, It's it's a long way away. They have not announced who's playing Superman. They've not announced much about it. But we know that James Gunn wrote this. In fact, he started writing it six months before he was announced head of DCU. This was kind of how he got the job. He kind of came in with the story, uh, but he's going to direct it. Uh, we've kind of been speculating who it might be. Koi had a good reason why he thought it might be James Gunn. Uh, we'll get into that. Uh, it, <laughs> what? Wait, starring in it? Oh, James Gunn I think he should star Superman. Superman. Yeah. I don't think that's a good idea. No, he's, <laughs> James Gunn. Like, we're going younger with this Superman. Yeah. Sorry, Henry. I'll I will be playing. It's me, all gray hair. <laughs> he's pulling a Polar Express. He's playing both hey. Superman and Lois Lane, Polar and there Express. will be love making scenes. Tom um, Hanks? 
So he did tweet about this. He said, yes, I'm directing Superman Legacy to be released on July 11, 2025. My brother Matt told me when he saw the release date, he started to cry. I asked him why. He said, dude, it's dad's birthday. I hadn't realized I was hesitant to direct despite the constant pestering by Peter Safran and others to commit. Damn. Just because I write something doesn't mean I feel it in my bones, visually and emotionally, enough to spend over two years directing mm -hmm. it, especially not something of this magnitude. Uh, but the long and short of it is, I love this script, and I'm incredi incredibly excited as we begin this journey. I do. The, I think it's interesting that he was like, I'm not, I, I, we haven't figured out who's going to direct this movie yet. Yes. And they probably weren't looking for a director because he was just sitting at home being like... <laughs> Well, I bet they wanted him do to I announce that when they announced the slate. I think yeah. they gave and him I think time. he pulled a power play by saying, "I'll just say we don't know who's in, who's directing it." I also think and that buys him more time. This release is so clever in that it is letting him deliver it his way. He was mm -hmm. at Shazam the night before, and instead of making it someone's exclusive, instead of letting the news deliver it, he's giving you he all the details it, yeah. of his emotional connection. Because the reason Superman is so hard to translate is it's the furthest from us. Like yeah, you man. need to emotionally connect to Superman, or the character doesn't work. That's been a problem. Mm -hmm. So if you're delivering this announcement by way of an emotionality, if you're telling us why you connect with it that way, he, he goes on further to say that once he realized that it's going to be about his Kryptonian family and his Kansas family, that connection of family, not only is that a great Fast and the Furious hook, but it's tying in the gun novelty to why he wants to do it. Like yeah. his connection to his father, his father passed away three years ago and that, that wrecked him, it sounds like, and that catharsis that would come from that. We need someone that is heart and soul in Superman or this the character doesn't work. And so I think that the problem we've had lately with the last like however many years of Superman is we've had a character that the director, writer, team, audience is willingly and consciously disconnected from because they see it as like, our world isn't good enough for Superman. Superman's dark and gritty because our world's dark and gritty. The point of Superman was he was written like right before World War II. He was written by people that felt depressed. He was ostracized. And even when the character felt othered, he still wanted to defend us. So we need a character that isn't what we are aspiring to walk around as. It should be the character we always look up to. There should always be someone that we want to be better than. The world shouldn't reflect Superman. The world should try to reflect what Superman can be. We should aspire for greatness, not have him amongst us. And a god amongst us isn't necessarily angry or evil. So if you are attaching emotion of your actual father, of your actual loss, to a character that's so human by being inhuman, you're gonna get a, a Donner Superman. You're gonna get a character that is better than us, and that's what he has to be. How do you do that without making the film about the people of Earth that's what Rather it is about. Than Superman, right? That's why it needs Lois Lane. That's why it needs Jimmy Olsen. That's why, that's why they've been talking about the Daily Planet being integral. Yeah. If you watch scenes of movies where there's a catastrophe and they only show the one blonde in the coffee shop, you know the director I'm talking about, you don't mm. care about hey, the world. she was great in The Last of Us. <laughs> but you don't care about the she world had a bigger part in the movie originally. <laughs> that doesn't allow for you to feel like it's happening to you. Yeah. No, you true. need Sorry. Superman to feel like he could happen in your life, but that you could never be as good as him you want to be. And you want Superman to feel like, man, I want to be as good as these humans and I just can't be ever at once. This is that connection and it's via an Instagram release that cannot be manipulated, can't be someone spinning it, can't be fake news. I think this was a genius time and way to do it and I think that's why they didn't announce it at first. He got to decide when and how he wanted to present this information. Interesting. I think that's like the most important part of the situation which I never think about with directors is like even Ryan Coogler in his interviews have been like, I have to get people excited to do this movie because yeah. not only did our lead just pass away, 
but it was our champion. He was also the one giving notes, and now I have to make sure everyone else is excited to be doing this movie for the next whatever amount of months to years it's gonna take. And I think, I mean, James Gunn has been doing movies since the fucking jump, I can say <laughs> F word now. He's been doing it forever, so I think he's so good at making sure his crew is so excited to be doing yeah. the property that they're doing, but it's so hard when you're also writing the property that you're like, okay, I want people to be excited for it. I want people to be like how I am about it, but I'm also going to be so attached to it that I don't want anyone to fuck it up. And so I think that's why it's so important that he's directing it. But then it's also like you, I'm so scared because you have so much on your shoulders doing a Superman movie where people do feel that disconnect, but it's also so hard to get people back on board with Superman with the years of what we had it before. So I think I'm just like hope I'm like you, I know you have it, James Gunn. I have no doubt in you. But I, I, you have a lot on your shoulders, and I hope you got it. And I think Henry Cavill is a great Superman for the story they told. I'm not discrediting what Cavill did. I'm not discrediting for that Superman. But that Superman is a different perception of what a Superman mm -hmm. is than this even described here. Like, mm -hmm. even just an Instagram post tells us how different that Superman is. And I think that's what you need to distinguish it from the Snyder world. And I, yeah. to not discredit the Snyder world, I think that was very important to a lot of people. And I loved it, myself included. But if you're going to go a different direction, that's why you can't use Cavill again. That's why you can't have it feel similar again. I just think James Gunn is the only... I I, I mean, I said this on Twitter. I don't care about Superman. Uh, I think James Gunn is the only person that can get me to care about that character because there's been no storyline that that character had that can speak to me on any terms. And, and the, <laughs> like I, DC and Marvel, like what you want is that connection, right? Like yeah. if you don't connect to Superman, why would you be excited? But now you've got a thing through Gunn to connect to. So if Marvel's doing that, it's like what if these people that are uh, around us get powers? That's what makes Marvel special. DC being like, what if these larger than life people around us, then Batman is like keeping up with them through intelligence and money. That's what makes DC different. It's a different distinguishment of character, but they still have to be something that you can identify with. Yeah. And I feel like that's nothing that they ever really focused on in the last yeah, chunk of absolutely. DC. Right. The, the last chunk of DC was like, these movies are cool as fuck. And that was, that was sort of like the thesis for the right. movies, yeah. right? And it was like, okay, now how do we tell a story within that like, yeah. that like visually awesome, super distinct way of making a film for a lot of people that fell flat i think what you say is spot on which is like you saw it with james gunn departing guardians of the galaxy 3 where you had actors from those movies saying like well we're not going to do it yeah, for we're not someone gonna else a marvel move i think yeah. we're going to get more into why we think james gunn is a great choice for this movie in a second but what makes me the most excited uh for him directing this movie and for this movie in general is like he wrote the script mm. He's been writing the script for a while. If he didn't look at that script and say, like, this is fucking cool and I'm really excited for this movie mm -hmm. and I really want to be the person mm -hmm. that, like, champions this film, like, you'd be maybe a little bit yeah. worried that he's like, yeah, I'll pass this off to someone else and I'll go work on another project. But for him to sit there and be like, actually, this is what I really, 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 really care about yeah. makes me think that he's going to put all of the, like, love and attention into this film, because I think one of the most underrated things that James Gunn does, and it's like, it's absent from a lot of MCU movies, is like, those characters have so much heart, yes. and you empathize with them mm -hmm. so much. And you saw, I mean, this film came out before Gunn's father passed away, but in the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, the like, I the catharsis that you feel when the Kraglin, or the, um, Yondu, where the Yondu funeral is happening, mm. and father and son is playing, and like Rocket is a mess. It's like that's the catharsis that I want to feel every time I go mm. to a movie. Right. And you have this character who feels so disconnected from parentage. I think like Gun 
in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 was all about Meredith Quill, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, it was all about uh, Ego and and Peter Quill's relationship with his parents in, in that way. And I think, like, this is going to be a great time for him to, like, double down on that theme. And, and he probably feels a lot differently about it, his parentage now removed from his father passing away because it changes a lot of, like, how you see your parents. And mm-hmm. it changes a lot of, like, you have, like this weird nostalgia for a parent in a way that is super strange. And I think like you have a character like Superman having nostalgia for parents that he maybe never knew. I think the weird thing is you could kind of connect strings between Peter Quill and Superman, not saying like tonally, but um, you know, his mother was from the South and his father, he never knew. And like, and is an alien. And like those kind of weird parallels are interesting to see that, you know, being integral to the Superman story. Right. I mean, that's that's beautiful. Yeah. I still think it's wrong for an alien to take a human's job. It's, you know, <laughs> okay. there's some report out there who's not getting health care because this Kryptonian's running around. Evan and, you know, no. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just impossible. Well, that's all very beautiful. I think it is very gutsy because, like, if I were James Gunn, I would like to take the Guardians of the Galaxy route and pick characters people aren't familiar with Rather than take a character, yeah. which is tough, that people have a lot of opinions on, one of the most well-known superheroes, and get into it. And it's difficult to portray them on film. But if we think back to, you know, Nolan doing Batman Begins, when that got announced, everyone was like, what, a Batman movie? Because the last Batman we had had was Batman and Robin. It was like, yeah. we're getting back into this? And, and now they basically it, advertised it as a CW show. Remember, yeah. like, the original Batman Begins was like, Katie Holmes yeah, is yeah. here, and she loves Christian Bale. Just wow, insane stuff. Um, so Gunn has mentioned that, like, this movie will be inspired by the All-Star Superman comic by Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely. Uh, and his tweets usually share images from that run specifically. He's kind of been teasing that as we get up to it. The comic follows a Superman who is dying due to overexposure to the sun as he accomplishes many heroic feats, uh, the 12 labors of Superman, and attempts to make peace with the world before his imminent death. Clark is supposed to be younger in this DCU movie, kind of like a, a Superman year one, uh, but it's, it's not supposed to be an origin story. We're not going to see the ship crashing and, and the farm and uh, Ma and Pa Kent uh, figuring out and uh, uh, Pa Kent hanging up the sheet and shooting it with a shotgun to see if it's bulletproof. It's a great moment from the comics when they realize that his blanket is bulletproof. Hilarious. Um, uh, and Gunn, you know, I don't think he's going to follow the storyline of, like, this is a dying Superman and he's going to die by the end of it. That would be kind of crazy. Um, but if, if they are building a whole, like, DC universe, a new DCU, right, uh, and we assume this will be the first film, mm. they haven't put another film before it yet, is this the right character to kind of build that universe on? Assuming, like, if they're going to go the Marvel route and these movies have to all kind of feel the same or feel like they're in the same world, is this the right Superman to start here? I think a world where Superman is young and someone like Batman is way older and your, you know, your other heroes of the Justice League are older and Superman is the young, new person on the block and they have to teach him how to be human i don't know it's like such a clever dynamic and way to set that up because you have this character in superman who's basically uh immortal and like is like a perfect person and then you have batman and like the you look at superman and you your default mode would be to like worship this person but like having him be younger than a batman who is fallible and like you know can take a hit um it's interesting to have him be older so that he could, like, almost be a mentor figure, yeah. but, like, to someone who is, like, way more theoretically perfect. 
is kind of interesting. I see it as like Big Brother more than like paternal because I, I know a lot of people are worried like, what if Batman's like 45 and he's 20? Like, I don't think it's gonna be that big of a spread. I think it's gonna be like sure. within seven to 10 years. But I do think that Superman is going to do the 12 labors as he does in the comic. I think he's going to go through something that shows you the, his worldview and power set and why he loves humanity. I think those elements of Grant Morrison's story are going to be mm -hmm. there. Uh, one of the most iconic panels you see all over Twitter is the moment of Superman talking down that like very intensely goth girl off the edge from, from suicide. Right. That happens in that run. So that doesn't necessarily tie into Superman's death, but it ties into the concept of death. Mm -hmm. That ties into the duality of light versus dark. That ties into the idea of mortality and the beautiful nature of life being something that ends. Like we don't appreciate our life until we realize it's over. We don't appreciate that we live only a certain number of days until we start to get older. I think they, you know, they say youth is wasted on the young because as you get older and things start to hurt and you realize your mortality, you start to appreciate life more. Every single moment is precious and you don't notice that until you know it goes away. So I think this is going to be a story of Superman seeing that people do go away, and that's not something he's used to. That's not something he experiences. So I think it's not going to be about his death. I think it's going to be about the concept of death. I think the legacy here is the idea that we all leave behind a legacy, and Superman wants to be the man that his pa wants him to be, that his ma wants him to be. When in that run does Superman snap? Uh, Zod's neck. It's yeah. in the beginning, and then again at the end, and then they make sure to put it in the Flash comic that ties yeah. together. It's very important to the. I just want to see Pa Kent walk into that tornado, baby. Hey. Just do it every movie. Makes a lot of sense. You know what? Twisters is coming out. Lee Isaac Chung is directing. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a little bit of that in there. One last thing that I kind of want to put a cherry on top of this discussion is there's been a lot of fan chatter online. Like, is James Gunn the right choice to direct this movie specifically? Superman movies tend to carry a seri more serious tone. They're about humanity. They're not. Um, there's not usually a dance battle in the third act. Um, Got him. I think like it's important to um, make it clear like we're all fans of of movies outside of just this genre. It just happens to be kind of what we talk about. And like it is not new for directors to direct outside of their niche, right? And so like yes, James Gunn has a career that you know includes like the Scooby Doo movies and Super, which are all sort of similar in tone to. The Guardians movies and the Suicide Squad, but he's not a singular man, and it's very possible to do things, you know, that are sure. outside of your current set. Look at Craig Mazin, who just finished The Last of Us. That dude was directing or was writing uh, was writing comedies up until Chernobyl. Did he produce, uh, uh, did, I, I might have just saw this recently, and I was like, Craig Mason didn't do uh, some scary Hungover? movies, Hangover Two yeah. and Three, yeah. The Identity I was so Thief, confused right? When I saw and like, that. You, I'm not saying that those are as good as movies as you know the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, right. but like he went from doing. Uh, you know, the hangover part three to doing Chernobyl. And like, it's, it's unfair for us to sit here and say, he's not the right choice for this movie because we don't know. Yeah. I think the absolutely. only thing that matters is connection and emotionality. Cause that's yeah. what Superman needs to be. And we just all describe different connections. We had to the guardians, which yep. are way more removed from right. our zeitgeist and, and connection. And to your point, Corey, the Superman movie is, yeah, it's about Superman, but Superman's the only alien, right? Right. Everyone else is supposed to be a real human being with like real human emotions and humor and mm -hmm. yeah. fears and all that stuff. And I, I love the idea that like he can cast this person who's still learning to be human I guess he's been raised on Earth, right. but there's still a weirdness of like he doesn't have the fear that a human most humans would have. He's got to learn to like live in that world and get through it. He better just throw his S symbol at someone though. I want to it see that happen. Absolutely once. not. And it, it wraps up. It wraps them up in plastic. And, I agree. Uh, with that. Away they go. Away they go. 
I agree with Brandon Thank you. Uh, completely. Because I do think I think James Gunn has always been really good at doing situations like that, where even in the Guardians, it's like. Sorry, it's when I'm talking. Jessica. You distracted <laughs> Jessica. She's about to make up. a salient point. I, I do think that James Gunn is really good at creating a world where even if the odd man out is the group, and then the outside world is the real like voice of reason, mm -hmm. or inside wow. out, uh, do it out or flip it. It still really works really well, and I think James Gunn is just going to really take on that. You can still put a little bit of comedy in it in the people, yeah. because a lot of us don't hit our boiling point for a very long time, so we're going to let this alien do a lot of weird things before we actually <laughs> outright say, hey, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. I think a good example, which is not a James Gunn property, is the boys. The boys are doing such crazy things in front of humans all the time, and the yeah. humans are like, yeah, I guess maybe we should call the police <laughs> that's a great example yeah. Seth Rogen guys like knocked up uh, you wouldn't think the guy that isn't knocked up that's part of the writing team that made Apatow what he is today would be like what if he starts producing The Boys and redefines right. comic TV like right. Seth Rogen being a diehard comic fan didn't influence your sense of his comedy and his sense of comedy didn't make you go man this guy's the Kevin Feige of TV superhero movies like between Preacher and Invincible and The Boys that yeah. man is running Preacher. TV superhero yeah. stuff but you wouldn't go Seth Rogen off the top of your head yeah, let James Gunn make things we know James Gunn Future loves to man. use like mm -hmm. uh, fun music in his movies. Will we get Three Door Downs Kryptonite <laughs> in this I, film? It, it will be Eminem, different to me when like you hear. That's moment. when it'll be a change for me when James Gunn chooses a rap song. That's <laughs> when it'll be. <laughs> a I genuinely don't think we're gonna get needle drops in this movie. Oh so really? Full score. Very Full score. Maybe we'll get some diegetic. Music yeah, it's, I would say stuff in. or something. I like think that. he's gonna get like one song that's gonna be introduced because it's Kansas. Oh hell yeah! Dust in the wind. I hear some like Bruce Springsteen, like Americana. Oh yeah. A little thunder. It's gonna, be the it's gonna be in the world though. Okay. It's not like Superman's yeah. gonna be fucking punching Superman through saves Bruce Springsteen. But his trailer is gonna be bopping like around to Romstein. Yeah. We did get a super chat from Lewis Berry who has a little fan casting here. They're hoping to get Austin Butler as soups. That's so funny. We were just Does he keep about, the voice? We were just Does he keep the voice? Daddy. Jenna Ortega as Lois Lane. He's That's a tiny Lois Lane. Lane. Really That's a tiny Lois Lane. Well, Amy Adams is so tiny too. Crypto. Is this say crypto? What are you reading? It just says crypto. I don't know what that He's means. just in it. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito as Brainiac. I mean, put Giancarlo in it. Brian Cranston. Like, Brian Cranston as Lex Luthor is pretty good. <laughs> Jen Ortega is actually Maya Zatanna. Oh, oh Zatanna. She's got that sense of darkness and mystery. I can see it. Zatanna. We were just saying in the office that Austin Butler's never going to get another role. I know. I, I would no. actually, I think he'd be an interesting Superman. It would be a very interesting I Superman. I think Superman should be someone that's in that vein of Austin Butler, but maybe not Austin. He's good with capes. He's good with capes. He's very good right. with capes. Hey, I started shoving a bunch of gum into my yeah. mouth way too early. You were I thought distracting we were moving Jessica. On. Um, uh, hey, good healthy. Good healthy. Wow, here we go. Good healthy. Here we go. Let's just Come on. That. Be healthy. Let's skip Apologies. Good to health starts with good habits. Quip makes it easy, who is one of the sponsors of our show today, by delivering all of the oral care essentials you need Don't laugh to at care that, for John. your mouth. Say it seriously. Yeah, serious. Every time the word oral is on the teleprompter. <laughs> What's John, funny about that, John? What's hey, funny about oral? Here's what's funny. They've got this electric toothbrush. It has timed sonic vibrations that keep going as long as dentists recommend you brush so you don't even have to worry about if you're doing it enough. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. That was all That was all copy. I've owned this toothbrush for years, and it is great. That exact replace, toothbrush? You can replace the tips very easily. Oh, okay. It's Just super convenient. I put it in my shower so that like it's, not, right. it's waterproof. I don't need um, to. And you're brushing on one side, and then it's like, bzz, 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 time to brush on the other side. Oh, and okay. It's like 
super convenient. It's like you don't have to fucking sing happy birthday yeah. or whatever they, Oprah tells you to do. I make my wife stand there with a stopwatch <laughs> just to make sure I'm getting the proper Yo, brushing technique. She's getting a lot of use of a stopwatch. Hey, if you go to getquip.com slash <laughs> I don't even get it! Right now, you can get 20% off the <laughs> Quip water flosser. Love those. Love can those. I get the camera for no, it's don't it's split it's the it's camera. It's don't split the camera. John, John. How do I stop John, it? How do I stop hit it? the button again. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I never handled one of these. I have the toothbrush. I don't have the oh water It's closet. great, man. Water um, <laughs> Oh, my God. You can get the toothbrush. You Jessica could have been killed. Or the gum. Hey, we got to make these ad reads fun. Um, do we? Yes. Yes. It's 20% off. You get 20% off the shit, dude. That's a fifth. You knew it was coming. I didn't. Okay. It's twenty percent off any water flosser, toothbrush, or gum starter kit at getquip.com slash breakroom. Uh that's spelled G E T Q U I P dot com slash B R E A K R O O M Breakroom. The Good Habits Company. They also have an app that tells you if you fucked up your toothbrushing, which is kind of useful. It's cool. Oh, that's fine. Anyway. Uh we also want to remind you to go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Meet with an expert who will do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you can do not taxes, folks. Show your eyes things that are not taxes. Unpack a moving box of not taxes. Taste not taxes. Sing not taxes a lullaby. Hope not taxes sleeps through the night. Grab a saddle and ride not taxes into the sunset. With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish. Ensuring your taxes are done right. Guaranteed. So you can relax. Feels good to be done with your taxes, doesn't it? Come to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Intuit TurboTax full service products only. Video meeting while expert does your taxes required. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. You made fun of me for messing up and look at you go. Hey, um, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Okay. Um, I forgot I had. How much gum did you? I, forgot, I have like six pieces okay. of gum in my mouth. It's too much. I, you're right. It is too much. Don't. Oh um, my god. It's time for mandatory fun. No. <laughs> I forgot a headline. No. No one. You stop taking my bumpers. <laughs> See outside the desk. Welcome to this side of the desk. There's less buttons. I hate this stupid fucking show. <laughs> um, you can't say that. I forgot a headline. Okay. What did you forget? All right. It sucks now that we're in a stupid other segment. Um. Ben Affleck was okay. recently asked if he would direct something for the DCU. Yeah. James Gunn was parading through town right. saying we had a great conversation with Ben. He probably did. have him direct. He probably did. And you're right. They probably would have liked to have him direct. The man has Oscars for that kind of thing. Um, Oscars? Here's what he was, he was asked. He, the Hollywood Reporter asked him, point blank, and he said this insane thing. He said, I would not direct something for the Gun DCU. Absolutely not. I have nothing against James Gunn. Nice guy. Sure, he's gonna do a great job. I just wouldn't want... I should have had you read this. I mean, it's, Boston. it's my world. He doesn't like really have a Boston accent. I just wouldn't want to go in and direct in the way that they're doing that. I'm not interested in that. It sounds like he more has something direct, against James Gunn. More directors <laughs> to check off your list. I do. I inter- okay. First of all, I read that kind of with a lot of vinegar. Yeah, I'm you sure really added. Like you added I'm a sure lot of. Say it like that. Yeah. I was reading it verbatim, but I, you know, tone is everything. <laughs> I do think the line "I just wouldn't want to go in and direct the way they're doing that" is probably important. He probably is like yeah. similar to Edgar Wright doing Ant Man. Was mm-hmm. probably like, I don't want to do this interconnected universe thing. I just want to tell a story. Yeah. Um, this was my back door into mandatory fun. Okay. It, it is time for mandatory fun. Okay. We're in it already. Uh, 
So he's not doing DC anymore, right? right. Ben's not doing. Uh, we we, may, we might have some cameos coming up. Who knows? This right, right. cut. We don't really know. Um, but he's not going to be in any DCU projects, right? Um, but I thought we could change his mind. Okay. 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 We know he has a very particular uh, love of Boston. He does love okay. Boston. He loves a crime movie. He loves a crime movie. He loves movie. J-Lo. He loves J-Lo. He, he loves, loves Duncan. He loves okay. Duncan. He, he's got a lot of loves. So I was thinking we just give him a little movie pitch. We know he's a big fan of The Break Room. Okay. Okay. Um, I thought we'd go around the table. Okay. Pitch our movies to Ben Affleck to get that man into the director's chair. We pitch him our DC film that we think he should direct yeah. to get him back into James Gunn's DC. That's right. Mm-hmm. A DC movie? Yeah. So not Selena. It could be Selena, but you got to relate it to the DC somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, with it's a so- post-credit scene cameo. By, you know? <laughs> no, it's yeah, like Selena and Zatanna working That's together, right. right? That's right. He knows Spanish, just so you guys. Know. <laughs> oh, does he? <laughs> no, I, no, I said John Fluently. the video. Like he speaks Spanish. fluent Spanish. Mm-hmm. He you. speaks something. Um, you are what you eat, they say. I, why am I so mad on this episode? I don't, know. So no I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know. All right, I got I got a pitch. No, I have it. I have it. I just want to give it last. Okay, I got a pitch for you, Ben. Ben, Ben, Ben Affleck. Hello. Thanks for coming in the office, Ben. We know you're a busy man. We know you got places to be. Okay. We got a DC project for you. Wait, wait, wait. Sit down. Sit down, Ben. Don't go yet. I know you don't want to be in the DC, but I got the perfect project for you. Okay. You're back. You're directing. This one, send Boston. You're gonna love it. Your hometown. Get your friends and family in this one. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be just like the town. You're gonna be putting this whole studio in your review mirror, boy. Okay? Listen up, all right? You're playing, you're directing this movie. Our hero, he's a Constantine S figure, okay? He's able to tap into the dead, use the ghost as his weapons. And what ghost does he use? The Kennedys, folks. All the dead Kennedys no, out there are at his disposable. I'm talking dead. I'm talking Ted. I'm talking Robert. I'm talking John. I'm talking John Jr., okay? They're all there. The film's called Dead Kennedys. You're the star. You're directing. You're having the time of your life. You only have to shoot three days a week. That's it. We love you, Ben. Please, please do our movie. Don't leave. Zaslov's, he's on the edge. You gotta stay, buddy. You gotta stay. You gotta stay, buddy. Okay? Come on, Ben. Come on, Ben. Come on. Do the movie, Ben. Ben, do the movie. That's my pitch. I think he said yes. I think he says yes. I don't that. think he does. I, think he says yes. <laughs> I, got a call. I did get a call from him, but I couldn't take it because we're on the show. We're on the show right now. Uh, on the show right he's now. like, don't ever let that man back in here pitching me things. Don't ever, ever push me to voicemail. Who has another pitch? You got a pitch for Ben? I just, I just, I just double checked uh, one of the facts, and it is in fact true. I was okay. a little afraid, so I double checked this the, the button fact, but it is the there. button fact. Uh, the right at the very end, the sugar on top. I had to make oh, sure okay. it was accurate for Benny Boy. It's not a uh, okay, so in this film, you've got a character who is. Uh, otherworldly powerful. He is amongst the world of the new gods. He is a man who has dealt with being uh, ostracized his whole life. He's a man okay. who's dealt with other people having powers. And he has powers, but it. not powers in uh, as fantastical a ways. This man is named Scott Free, and his power okay. is to escape anything. But the only thing he wants to escape is his own life. He's suicidal. It's a very dark story. It's going to be set in Boston. This is a man who literally can escape anything except for the strife of his own experience. He's got a woman who loves him. He's got a world that adores him. He's a celebrity. He's famous. He is always seen with Dunkin' Donuts because he is a man who is trapped in his own celebrity. Like a man who identifies with having everything but not feeling the joy he wants to in life. I feel like Ben Affleck can understand the strife of a man going through that. And then the love of Big Barda is what helps him out. The love of a woman who is also very powerful, very famous, okay. very in the vein of celebrity helps him break out of a lot of these struggles, helps him see the beauty of the world. So it's a semi-autobiographical story. 
It is called Mr. Miracle. It is a beautiful oh. comic written oh. by Tom King, illustrated oh. by Mr. Rods. Oh. Tom this King. This is a real pitch. This yeah, is yeah. a real pitch. Oh, this okay. is, I mean, come on. <laughs> John, mine was so, a real pitch. So uh, this is Sorry. Tom King, who is already working within DC, the DCU. Totally he is jokes. writing the <laughs> Superwoman, Woman of Tomorrow yes, script, yes. as well as the comic. Yes. Tom King also wrote Mr. Miracle, which is a oh. As oh per this God. characterization, you cast either Ben Affleck or if he doesn't want to be in front behind the camera, he was great in the town in front behind the camera, but he also like was that. great with uh, Gone Baby Gone where he cast Casey Affleck. Yes. I would put a Boston-based actor, maybe a John Krasinski, maybe a Matt Damon, mm. or I Bill would hope Burr. Ben Affleck shows up. <laughs> Bill Burr's the villain. Okay. Oh, okay. So you've got all of this going on, and then you've got the new gods who are basically trying to claim this child of Big Barda and Scott Free. So you bring it. in Darkseid, you bring in all the Snyder yes. fans, because you got the new gods, you got all those elements, and then you've got Granny Goodness, who is going to be played by Margot Martindale, who just oh, did okay. great work in, so in Cocaine Bear. So you've got this entire sweeping cast, and yeah. then she was great in Cocaine Bear, as Cocaine Bear. She wasn't uh, the bear! So I then have all of this happen, and you tie it into the Elseworlds, because... Famous resident of Boston, Wonder Woman. So you've got all of this build out, so it feels like it's both in and out of the universe, and that way you can use what you want from the Snyder world or not. You've got Mm. Boston residents, so Ben's happy, and he connects to the story in a way that he might not right now because he doesn't love what's going on with comic movies. You make it about him. Now you referenced Gone Baby Gone. Uh, Do we allow, or Gone Girl, I'm sorry. Mm Gone Girl, he's great. But he's I was going to say, if he's doing Gone Girl, you allow, we say, Ben, you can hang Dong in this movie too. Okay? It's only fair. He and you can wear a Gone Girl? Yeah. A big old dog. When? In the shower scene at the end of the movie. He's washing the blood off him. I barely remember that scene, but I'm going to tune in tonight. Check it out. All of his art. Check it out. He's going to fast forward. That water was hot because it is back on, baby. It goes from the G to the Lee. You know what I'm talking about? Oh my God. about it. You don't have to chase Amy in that shower. Yeah. It's right there. Waiting for you. That was a very long pitch. I'm going to keep mine brief. Oh, please. Mine is going to be briefer than that. Um. <laughs> the Riddler. Oh, okay. okay. He's in college. Okay. It's an origin. This is oh, the I same like Riddler? Is origin. this John Reed's like Riddler? It's or? an origin story. Is it going to happen? It's John Costa's Riddler. I oh, okay. already like it. I'm buying um, it. He's in college. Okay. Professor wheels out a wheel. I already hate where the this is going. Professor wheels out a chalkboard. <laughs> yeah, and there's a riddle. He's got an unsolvable riddle. <laughs> okay? And then he has sex right. with his best friend, uh, and one of the teachers makes him cry. I haven't seen Goodwill Hunting. I don't really know what it's about. You got the beginning. Okay, oh, okay. Even with the riddle. And then, and then he got to scrub all the flakes off of his arms because he's going to go rob a bank. Oh, he's this gonna is He's going to go rob okay. a bank. He's the Riddler. I think you're I've never he's seen Riddler. I he's the Riddler. love this For one minute. I love this He's gonna go rob a bank. Okay. okay. He's okay. gonna scrub on off of his body. Yeah. Continue. Okay. But then when he gets to the bank, the bankers have all faked their own suicide mm. because they know that this robbery is coming. So the Riddler, as the good guy in this movie, has to now solve all of the murders of all of the um bankers because okay. they are pinning it on him and then he has sex in the shower with all of them. Okay. We kind of stole my punchline I'm sorry. there. I'm um sorry. that's uh that's my pitch. So the bankers just one question. I love this pitch. Yeah, yeah, Thanks so. for coming in today. Uh, help they are all in, they were all in relationships with the Riddler at the same time, and they were all keeping journals okay. about their relationship oh. with the Riddler, and they were fake journals. Okay. And then when they all disappeared, everyone thought that the Riddler killed them all because he's the fucking this Riddler. This is Gone Girl. Okay. And well, some of it is. So uh, so some of it is. Don't, they don't admit. So they kill they kill themselves. Sounds like good the bank robbery. Right. But. <laughs> 
if, if I walked into a bank and with the intention to rob it, mm. and I find everyone already dead. Are you going to get in the safe, Brandon? Uh, well, I'd probably use a little hand to like do the, is it a fingerprint scanner? No, they're gone. They're gone. Well, let's change the script. Baby. Uh, Baby. <laughs> I passed. We're gonna pass. Anyways, so that sorry. one got greenlit. I actually got the oh, call. Okay, great, great. You look at the watch great. instead of your phone. You got a, you got a shorter pitch. Boy? I do have a shorter pitch. Right. Um, what do the characters in the DCU love the most? Dying. Almost. Slow motion. Close. Ooh. That's very Ooh. close. Pearls. No, they love going to islands and terrorizing the people there. So <laughs> they do. I, they do. So I they do. have this pitch for you, Ben. Hear me out. Oh. You, what do you love more than uh, the almost Boston? J-Lo. Oh, it's true. Uh, but you also love Boston. Yeah. So hear me out. This Themyscira is actually <laughs> Boston oh. in Puerto Rico. Oh. And we're going to put I both of them together. And our Wonder Woman will now be J-Lo. Now you can still play Batman, Boston. still have your love be J-Lo, and you're in Puerto Rico and Boston, and that's now made Themyscira. And you can uh, pull whatever moves you want there. Uh, but don't terrorize the people as much, maybe, please? James Cameron shows up and appropriates yeah. all their culture. Yeah, James Cameron says yeah. that hair. <laughs> I'm gonna put it on my character. you make those jokes, it's, it's four o'clock. No, it's what they do. I will Bundle say that James woman. Cameron definitely did go to brown people and say, look at that hair. I want to put it on one of my characters. How many bros oh. or cuzzes does the script have if James Cameron's involved? Do they yeah. say bro enough or cuz enough? I it's think they'll say it a lot. Uh, can, can, Bad, can Bad Bunny do the same Wicked, bro. Ooh, I would love... No, I wouldn't love that because me oh. and Bad Bunny are in a fight right now because if he's actually with Kendall Jenner, I'm not happy. I know, I don't like that Huh? You know BB. I, I love BB. Benito? Before yeah. we leave, can we acknowledge Benito. that you just casually said Goodwill Hunting hasn't been seen by you? Because I just I ever recovered. I saw it like 15 years he's, ago. He's a giant. I was lying. He's um, a, hey, he's thank a you so much for tuning into the break room. Uh, tomorrow is going to be a very special show. It's both St. Patrick's Day and the day that Shazam comes out. We have something kind of insane planned that these people don't know about. Koi will mm. be back. Jessica will be Shamrock will be back. Um, I'm so worried tune about in. tomorrow. Tune in. It's going to be a blast. There's not going to be gross food involved, but it's going to be similar. I, th I hope. God, similar. Um, um, so come back, come back tomorrow, um, and we'll see you same time, same place. What shows are going to be out right now? Uh, what? We what got our Mandalorian breakdown out on the channel oh, I now. We do that there's the some channel. great videos out. Uh, there's a, uh, Eric did a great video about when Kane killed Cap. If you're a fan of our when Kane killed series. You can check that out. I like that one. Now has a twist in it. It's uh, Jessica's got her little, little Mermaid breakdown out oh, on the yeah, channel, that's already out. Uh, and she's working on another video around not get the cabin. Yes. <laughs> Stay tuned for that one. And then I think our Inside Marvel came out. It's uh, Inside Marvel came out so today. Yeah, uh, MT and Jessica ranked their most anticipated projects for uh, Phase Five, which we're all looking forward to. Can you give us a spoiler at the end of this uh, episode? Agatha Coven of Chaos is not on it. Whoa! Oh! Not on, ah, not on that list. Not on that list. Sorry, with Aubrey Plaza. Hey, 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 hey! I didn't make the rules. Apologies to the House of Harkness. I'm gonna go delete uh, that video from our back end. No! Thanks to our, thanks to our super chatters, Christian Unpronounceable. Remind you to like the stream. Please like the stream. Realtree hasn't seen us all week. They want us to hit the graphic again. Evan, hit too the bad. graphic no, again. Too bad. Sorry. Evan, you do as I say. <laughs> you do I say. And Kiana Chanel wants wants Gun to put Coy on the writing team. She wasn't too pumped for Superman until that. Thanks, Koi, for getting Changing one more one person into Superman. That's uh, yes, tune in tomorrow. We're going to have another great show, another great Friday. Looking forward to it. Uh, have a great rest of your evening. Late as gate as... Come see us at WonderCon next Come see week. us at WonderCon Goodbye. next Friday, 2.30. WonderCon. <laughs>